special Cellar Dive episode of... Brutal Battle. Yep, this is the sixth Cellar Dive episode that we've done. And for those of you who've never heard one before, go back and listen to the old ones. Just to recap it, these are just basically beers that... Some of them are actually ones that could be kept in a cellar. Some of them actually... You shouldn't actually keep in a cellar very long. But basically, what we're calling cellar is just we have it in our house... And it's probably not going to make it on the show otherwise. So that's what we use these for. And we tr- I think usually we try in the episode to have one that actually has been in the cellar for a while or could sit in the cellar for a while would be a proper cellaring beer. So, But uh, two were selected by Rebecca, two selected by me. Just so happens that the first two are mine and the second two are Rebecca's. And that's gone by taste how you should taste them. But uh, interesting note, both of mine are 16-ounce cans, and both of Rebecca's are 12-ounce bottles. And they're both the same. Actually, both of Rebecca's are the same style, variations on the same style, and both of mine are variations on the same style. It just worked out that way, honestly, so kind of funny. So the first one we're going to go with is one of mine. Uh, It's by a brewery that I really, really like out of Chicago, Illinois, called Pipeworks Brewing. We were really fortunate. I was able to find this when we were up in Boston recently for vacation. And yes, we did have beer. Uh, I don't know, when we're recording this, I don't know if I'll have put out the Boston recap episode before this episode or after this episode. So either way, if it's already available, go back and listen to it. If it's not available yet, it's coming up probably right after this episode. So Teaser, teaser. Yeah, basically. So, yeah, so we were very fortunate to find this. This is the Passion Fruit Guppy by Pipeworks, and it's a session IPA with passion fruit and honey, and the ABV is 4.6. I love that can. I know. Their artwork is always super awesome. It's like... Just, like, bright and colorful and creative and has definitely an uh, element of fantasy. Yeah, it's like these crazy fish. People can look it up. Passion fruit guppy. Look it up, Google image. So, good, the good old Google. Yeah, it is important to notice. Uh, I'm sorry, not to notice, but to note. There you go, Rebecca. That for this beer, it is about two and a half months old in the can. It was canned about two and a half months ago, so not like crazy, crazy fresh, but within that one, three month window that I like to have beers, hoppy beers within. So. Uh, hazy. Yeah, really hazy. Um, but really yellow. Mm-hmm. It's like really yellow, maybe the slightest bit of orange tinge, but barely <clears> any. <throat> Super hazy. The way I poured it, it's got a nice white head to it. You smell the passion fruit? <laughs> no. You. <laughs> Trying to. I mean. Yes. I'm definitely getting some like citrus notes. Yes. And definitely some tropical notes. Mm-hmm. I. Don't think I'd ever actually be able to say, that's passion fruit. Right. I agree with you. There is a little bit of a tropicality. There's definitely a lot of citrus. And I can smell that honey on the end. It has like a sweet honey finish on the end of the nose. I mean, it just smells good. Yeah, it smells really good to me. It smells like it, it may finish kind of clean, like crisp and clean. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. I can taste the passion fruit, that's for sure. I can taste the honey. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. I It's not what I would have thought. I'm not getting enough um, 
pop qualities as much as I was hoping for. So I feel like I do get like some citrusiness from the hops, but that's kind of like on the very end. And I get an a okay bitterness that's yeah. just kind of showing up at the end of each sip. But there's so there's a lot of passion fruit up front, and it almost is a little tangy, don't you think? Well, it's weird because it's like really, really fruity, and then the honey makes it really sweet, almost too yeah. sweet, and then it finishes kind of bitter, and you're kind of just like confused. I like it. I don't really like it. You know, like I, I like it and I will drink it, but this isn't one that I'd be like, oh man, I, I'd really like to get more of this beer. I think it's a, probably a one and done for me. Like, okay, I tried it, but it's good. It's just yeah. not like great. I'm interesting. I'm interested to kind of see how the more I drink this, the more I feel. Cause I just don't know what I... But the other thing to consider is with the... um. With the age on it, like two and a half months, was there more of a hop flavor presence (laughs) earlier on with the beer? That is a possibility, but we're tasting it as is. I mean, if you told me, blind, if I did taste this blind, there's no way I would guess this is a Session IPA. Yeah, it's, okay, so typically with Session IPAs, at least for me, I know what signifies it actually as a Session IPA has to do with the low alcohol but for me, there are other things that kind of go along with that. Like one, a very light body. This has a lot more of a of like a like significant body than most session IPAs or any that I've had really. Yeah. So it kind of throws me off. What was the ABV? Four point six. Okay. So. So you we're getting the low. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily call this a session IPA. If I was trying a blind, I'd probably say that's like a fruited IPA, you know, which I don't even know if I would say, I don't even know. I I want to know what this beer is without the honey. Yeah. The honey, when I first read this and I saw it was passion fruit guppy and then I read the fine print and I was like, oh, and honey. And I was like, it seems a little odd to me. I, I just want to know what this beer is without the honey. I don't, I don't know if it would actually be better or not, but in my mind, I would like it more without the honey. Because yeah. mm-hmm. like you're saying, it, it's almost a little too sweet at the I end. I mean, I could see a lot of people liking this beer um, for reasons I don't like it, like the sweetness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just not my not my jam. But for me, the first thing that hits your tongue when I take a sip, it, it's tangy. Yeah, like the passion it's... fruit is tangy. And then it kind of like settles down into like the actual character of the passion fruit, and, and then, then sweet, the sweetness, and then, it finishes and then bitter. yeah, and, then and you're kind of just like yeah. WTF, yeah, a little bit. Um, okay. Like I said, I like it; it's solid enough. I I don't think it's one I go back to, but yeah. okay, moving a on. Disa- a little disappointed in that because I, I usually yeah. really love what Pipeworks does, do. and yeah. people out there who can get a hold of Pipeworks, which everyone really can, because. You can order it from uh, online from Craft Beer Temple, um, Beer Temple run by Chris Quinn out of Chicago, Illinois, and you can get a bunch of their stuff, including a lot of time you can get Lizard King, which is, I think, a pale, it's a mosaic dry hopped pale ale by them, and that beer is phenomenal. Like, in my opinion, like the best beer they do, so hook it up. So the next beer is a beer that's big 
within the craft beer community, especially with trading. And we were super fortunate to get this. Uh, you'll need to reference the story on how we ended up with this in the Boston episode. And like I said, I don't know if it's already out at this point or if it'll be out the week after this. But So this was given to us by Erica and Jordan and reference the episode for the story on how we got it from Erica and Jordan. But they're super cool people. And it's by Treehouse Brewing out of Monson, Massachusetts. And it is their Julius, which is an IPA that is 6.8% alcohol by volume in a 16-ounce can. Now, as far as IPAs, hazy IPAs for trading go, Julius is one of the top beers. So there's a lot of hype around this beer. We have never had this before. So it'll be interesting to see. And at the time of recording... We've had this beer, what, like one week? Um, one and a half weeks? Oh, we've had it maybe like a week. Let me look at the can date. Uh, canning date, what's what's the date today when we're recording? The 12th? Mm-hmm. Um, it is 11 days old. 11 days old. It's been in the can for 11 days at this point. So, um... Super it, hazy. <laughs> yeah. As I expected, very hazy. It's got a decent head to it. Um, pretty orange, yellowish orange. Mm-hmm. Looks like the orange juice. Looks like the juice. That juice. How does it smell? Hmm. Mm. <clears throat> Ooh. A lot of mango in there. <sighs> mango. Orange. It smells like mango. Mangoes and orange squeezed into orange juice. It just smells like really like fresh and crisp and clean. Yeah. There is like a honey, like a honey sweetness in the finish of the nose. There's something kind of weird in the nose for me. Yeah, I know what you're saying, and I'm getting it too. It's like saran wrap. Mm, I don't get that. There's a breadiness. It's like a, it's coming off a little bready in the finish of the nose for me. <coughs> I'm taking. I feel like I'm. <laughs> What's going on over there? I'm taking too big of a smell. Okay. I mean, don't like hyperventilate or anything. It smells really good, though. I like it. It's okay. Well, it's a good beer. Why are people losing their shit over this? <laughs> um, it is good. There's a lot of, like, hay and alfalfa finish to it, yeah. which is interesting. It's really thick. Thick. It feels like it's like still a... relatively cold, though, too. So I have a feeling that as this gets warmer, it's going to open up even more. So we can come back at the end yeah. and like retaste it. But isn't it thick? Yeah, it is thick. The mouthfeel is very, very thick. Um, it's almost a little syrupy. Yeah, like I feel like I'm like eating it. Like, well, people say with hoppy beers sometimes, like it's like you have to chew it when they're so yeah. hoppy. That's a little bit of this. I get a slight bit of bubblegum on the flavor. I felt like I got peach the very first thing when I tasted it. So I feel like I'm getting peach. I feel like I'm getting some apricot coming through as well. I'm getting the mango and the orange. So it's a lot of, like, citrusy stuff. It's not as vibrant as I assumed it would be. Yeah. But that's not to say that it won't become that way yeah. as it gets warmer. But oh, I just realized. It's good, though. I couldn't figure out what, 
was on the can. It's actual tree. Yeah, it's a tree, a house in the in a tree. I love their artwork. Their yeah. artwork's really cool. And as you would imagine, with New England style IPAs, the bitterness on the end of this is super low. Like it's there, but it's just kind of like this dull bitterness that just kind of like sticks around, which is nice. Well, I definitely like this more than the first beer. Yeah. So this beer definitely shows to me, you know, what people say with like juicy. Like it's juicy in the sense that like on my tongue, it plays less like beer and more like, like a juice. juice. Yeah, because yeah, it's like thick, Pulpy like an orange type, juice. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's thick like orange juice. It's got a lot of that citrusiness. And Are there any particular flavors that you're getting? Because I know I was talking about mango and and uh, peach. I don't know if I get the so. mango. I'm definitely getting um, a lot of like orange for sure. Yeah. Or just a ton of orange to it. This is a nice beer. I like this. But once again, with like a lot of super hyped up beers, it's not worth all that hype. Like the problem is when you listen to hype, the beer's pretty much never going to live up to the hype. Yeah. Is this a really nice beer? Yeah. Do I understand why people are trading for it like crazy? No. Not at all. It's like that with any anything, though. A movie, a book, a restaurant. you got to try this. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And then you, and then you set expectations. And... Mm-hmm. I mean, and honestly, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, um, do a Josh Rodriguez right now and say something that he said to me recently about a, a beer that we gave him from Boston, uh, from Trillium. Um, he was like, that's a really good beer, but I gotta be honest, there are some beers on the shelf right now that I would prefer to drink over that, that are, that are IPAs. And I feel that way about this. Like, just off the top of my head, Stones and Joy Buy. I'd rather drink a Stones and Joy Buy, you know? And going back to Pipeworks, I'd rather order online, um, Lizard King Pale Ale. Like, you know? But this is good. It's really nice, and I really appreciate that Erica and Jordan gave us this. Yeah. Because it's nice to try it and be able to evaluate and say this is what we think about it. So, And we'll definitely finish it. But like I said, when we're done tasting the other beers, let's come back to it yeah. and see. Because who knows? It always ends up like that. Like ones that you liked, then you're like, ah, uh, I didn't like that. Or you like more or less kind of through the pro- yeah. progression of the night. That often happens off podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So. All right, so the third beer is one of Rebecca's picks. Do you want me to introduce or do you want to introduce? I can this? introduce. You don't want me to open it, though? Yeah, why don't you hand right. it to me? I don't want to knock over the microphone. Yeah, that's fine. I don't have high hopes for this beer. Me neither. But, There's a reason, but I'll tell you. Okay, so this is their uh, Victories, their Blackboard series. And the Blackboard series was the one that had the... Agave something. No, I didn't say the coffee cream. Oh, the coffee cream ale, yeah. yeah which, which I really good. liked. Yeah. So that's why I was like, ah, oh, maybe I'm going to pick this up. So yeah. it is. We had like an agave IPA. Is that also the Blackboard yeah, series? Yeah, also Blackboard series. And they did some sort of like fruited Berliner Weiss or something through that. I feel like their Blackboard series is like half and half. Yeah. Like half the stuff's good, half of it's not that good. So it's their Black Forest Cake Stout with cherry. I don't know about the and cherry. seven point five percent. Black Forest cake style. So, I don't know about this. Yeah. Plus, someone. <clears throat> I mean, we don't really want it to sway us because we'll evaluate it on our own. But someone said to me that they did not really care for it. But that doesn't mean that we won't because yeah, you is. know preferences. 
Everyone has a different taste in beers and well, whatnot. It smells good. So what does it look like? It's, it looks it's like, like freaking stout. stout. Yeah. I mean, it looks like really dark though for just a straight up yeah. stout. It looks like coloration wise, it looks like it could be imperial. I think it's. I like the smell of it. It's kind of like that chalky, um, dark chocolate. Yeah. Like. I agree with it that. It kind of makes you like. It kind of drives you out just by smelling it. There's like roasty coffee on the end yeah. of the nose as well. I like the smell. It has a really tan head. Yeah. Like it's a really brown head to it, which is nice. So far so good. Do you smell the cherry? No, do you? I don't. I just mainly get that chocolate and that like roasty coffee <clears throat> and just like dark malt roast. Yeah, just like all those well. like all those characteristics you would expect with like a darker beer. But yeah. I'm not picking up on any sort of like fruit. Yeah, I mean it smells good. It actually kind of smells a little similar to their um, Storm King stout, Imperial stout, uh, but without as much hopping to it. Because mm-hmm. Storm King's actually pretty hoppy. And it's a really nice Imperial stout. Okay, it's my first sip. I'm not getting any of the cherry, are you? Uh, yeah. Oh, you are? Oh, yeah. I definitely get the cherry. I don't like... I don't really like oh, the cherry. Okay. I feel like I needed to have the first sip to coat my palate, and then I got on the second sip. So. Yeah, that happens sometimes. So, I feel like that cherry is very strong the entire way through each taste. Yeah. So much so that all I can get under it is like an ashiness. It's that chalky. All yeah, I'm getting like, is the chalky dryingness. Yeah, like a chalky, ashy flavor. So it's just like cherry and chalky ashiness. A little bit of that, excuse me, a little bit of that roasted coffee, but like not much actual chocolate to it, honestly, because I feel like that that cherry is just beating it down. Yeah, well, it does say it has cherry juice added. I feel like if they that might be the problem. I feel like if they dial that down just a little bit, so some of those other flavors could come through, it would be better. I just for for a recipe like this, I just want a kiss of the cherry, right? You know, I don't want it to be the star of the of the beer, which is what's going on here. It seems like they're trying to make that the focal point, right. and I don't really, I don't really feel that. I don't think it works. It's okay. Yeah, it's not. It's not as bad as I thought it was. Right, gonna be. correct. <laughs> and as I drank more of it. I did start to get, like, a little bit of chocolate coming through, which is nice, but it's just, it's not enough. More chocolate, please. More, like, nice roasty character. Much less cherry, please. So, I think it's funny, by the way, backpedaling, that when you were introducing it, you're like, I don't really think I'm going to like this. I was like, why did you pick it for this episode? Because I really wanted to try it. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. We have had stinkers on the show before, but I just thought it was weird because you're going into it like I have a feeling I'm going to hate this. <laughs> it's like what? What? this is this is about like trying something we wanted. Like, well, because I want to try it though. Yeah. I mean, All when right. I bought it, I was like, ah, eh, this really is could go either way. So it's funny because for the the Ju- Treehouse Julius and the Pipeworks Passion Fruit Guppy I was like I'm excited about both these beers like super excited. So Rebecca's just like not really excited <laughs> about this. Uh, I'll just pick this. But I think she is excited about the I'm final. I'm really beer. excited about this. I also am excited about it. And th- so well this is a variation of retribution. I do claw. Yeah. 
I will say their chocolate cherry retribution was a good example of yes. how cherry was good in a beer. That's a good point. It's a very so. good point. That yeah, because the chocolate and the cherry were kind of on the same level. Which but oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say the style of the beer. Too. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> Retribution is an imperial stout, and this is their espresso and bourbon vanilla. Mm-hmm. So it is the imperial stout with espresso beans and bourbon vanilla beans, and it is 11.5%, and we were lucky enough to get a couple bottles of these. Yeah, um, so shout outs to Sean and Laura Finn, as well as Josh Rodriguez, because we go to the event for this beer release every year, but we were in Boston this time around. We had to be there for a wedding, um, so we weren't able to be there, which we were bummed about. So Sean and Laura hooked us up with some bottles, and Josh hooked us up with some bottles. So that was really awesome of them. And the great thing about their what they call Day Retribution at Duclaw is that they'll release regular Retribution, which all the Retributions are bourbon barrel-aged, and then they just do different things with the variants. So they always release the regular one, and then they'll also have a few variants that they put out. And now that I think about it, we've had a bunch of the variants, and I only remember disliking one, which was the chai tea. Yeah. That was not good, but, like, all the rest of them, like, creme de menthe was great, pumpkin was great, um, caramel apple. apple was great. Chocolate cherry. Chocolate cherry was great, and then the straight up. And we actually had one that was aged in bourbon barrels for a year, which was awesome. So So excited about this. Espresso bourbon sounds. As soon as we got back from Boston and got this, I've been itching for an excuse to drink it, so. Yeah. Well, and this is is the beer for for this episode of Cellar Dive that can definitely be cellared. Mm-hmm. This is the beer that you can hang on to in your cellar. But for us, this is fresh. This beer was released on October 30th. Well, I mean bottled on October 30th. But it was in the barrel for in the bourbon barrel for aging from um April 26th through October 30th. That's when it came out of the barrel, so 6 months. 6 months, yeah. Yeah. And so we have more of these it. than I'm sure we'll age. Yeah, yeah. We'll age the other ones. This one's fresh. It's always nice with beers like this. Get a few bottles. Try one of them fresh. Try one in maybe one or two years. And then just stagger them to see how you really like it best. Yeah. It's just a fun experiment. If you can hold them that long. But <laughs> some people can't. Well, it was, for this episode, I was like, do I pull out this new one or should I pull out one of our older ones? No, this is, this will be good. So it looks like it's high ABV. It has legs when you swirl it around the glass. And obviously it looks like an Imperial Stout. And there's pretty much no head to it. Yeah. But, oh man. I'm getting a ton of coffee and a ton of vanilla. Ooh. My gosh. And it's, uh, it Ooh. smells like it's going to be high ABV. Like you can smell that booze. I get a lot of like a chocolatey character mm-hmm. in there as it well. Does, it smells like a dessert. Yeah. It really does. It smells Really nice. Mm-hmm. A lot of booze going up my nose, I too. Know. It's super boozy. What would you say? It's like 11-something? Like 11.4 or something? 11.5. 11.5. That smells so good. It's chocolate, it's all the coffee. Yeah, vanilla-y, a little caramel with the bourbon. Oaky. I definitely get that oakiness from the barrels in the nose. Like, that's a nose that just is complex. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. You already tasted it. Um... I need to drink more of it. 
It just like warms you up though. Oh, I get. Yeah, a, I'm getting like a lot of like those like or like the car- dark caramel. Mm-hmm. As soon as you take your first and second sip, there's a significant heat that just yeah. like travels down your esophagus from the booze. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like caramel, vanilla, yeah, oakiness. I'm not getting as much of the espresso on the taste. I get it. It's not as much as I want, though. Yeah, it's not nearly as much as in the nose. And there is a chocolatiness to this as well. There's a lot of chocolate notes. Mm-hmm. I feel like chocolate's like the core. Like if you, yeah, if you said this was a chocolate vanilla retribution, I'd be like, oh yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's interesting because it's kind of like the way I envision this beer. It's like if you put chocolate at the core, if it's like a if it's a candy, you put like choc like a chocolate truffle with like caramel and vanilla mm-hmm. icing on like the outside. That's kind of how yeah. it, how it drinks. Well, it's definitely complex on the nose and the taste. Yeah, the coffee's not as much as I no. want it to be. I want it. I. It's there. But it's more I mean, to subtle. call it, when you say something, when you use the word espresso in a name, I'm thinking there's going to be, like, a lot of coffee. Yeah. There's a lot of sweetness on the end. And, and I think this is kind of what's happening with the espresso. I'm When I take the sip, like, I get booze and, like, vanilla and caramel first. Then I get that coffee then it transitions actually pretty quickly to like sweet chocolate on the end. And I think what's happening is that progression of flavors, it's moving a little too quick away from the coffee for me. Yeah. Like all the other flavors are getting like a decent amount of time on your palate before the others come up. Yeah. But I feel like the coffee's in the middle and it gets, yeah, a little bit lost. Good beer though. I like it for sure. No, yeah, this is, it's definitely still quite tasty. Be interesting to see what this is like in one, two years. We shall see. And like I said, I want to go back to Julius. Are you going to go back with me? Sure. If anything, we can just say, hey, you know that beer Julius that everyone goes crazy about? We've had it. There you go. Well, it still looks the same. It smells about the same, even though it's warmed up a bit. Warm it with my hands around the glass. Like I'm trying to get warm and swirl it and swirl it. <laughs> I like it more the second time around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It tastes a little bit more juicy the second nice. time around, but it's still like kind of what we I... said. Like it's not cr- as crazy juicy as... Everyone says, like, I feel like the flavors are less vibrant than what I expected from it, based on the way people talk about it. It almost tastes like, I mean, it's so juicy. It's almost like, like, uh, mimosa. Like, with the carbonation and, like, the level of, like, juice. Okay. I can see where you're getting that. What it reminds me of is, do you remember when I was doing my experiment recently where I um, was 
infusing uh, Dogfish Head 60-minute IPA with peaches, like fresh peaches from the farmer's market. So when I did that, I, like, was just, like, I, like, mashed them up and then was just, like, (laughs) steeping it in the beer. And then after I poured the beer, I ate some of the fruit. So this, to me, is kind of like doing that with a few different fruits, like mango, peach, apricot, orange. And so you're getting the skins at the same time, which is bringing some of the bitterness. But also, I mean, because of that kind of like juicy um, mouthfeel, it's it's coming off like a little fuzzy to me. Mm, like okay. like peach fuzz and yeah. like apricot fuzz and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's good. I'm definitely going to drink it. I like the beer. I... Yeah, it's good. It's definitely a nice beer. It is a nice beer. I... Is there a little butter to it? Butter? Yeah. I feel like there's like a little butter on the end. It's good, though. It's a nice beer. I don't really know what I'm looking for when you say <laughs> butter. It's good. These are, you know. Okay. These are all at least You're... pretty decent beers. All right. So. Hmm. You ready Yes. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Doesn't matter. All right. I'll go first. I I think you usually go first, so I'll just go first on this. Um, I'm going to put that that espresso and bourbon retribution at number one. Uh, That beer is really nice. Retribution in almost any iteration except for the chai tea one we talked about is going to be pretty much a home run beer. Very well done. Um, So that's got to be my number one. My number two is going to be the Treehouse Julius. This is a very nice beer. Um, like I said, do I do I understand why people really want to drink it? Yes. Do I understand why people go nuts trading for it? No. Um, but it's a it's a quite a nice beer. Uh, my number three is going to be the Passion Fruit Guppy by Pipeworks. Um, I like I said, I like the beer. It's good. It's just not one that I would be like, oh my god, I need more of this. And then my last one's got to be the Victory um, Blackboard Series Black Forest Cake Stout. Like we said, there's way too much cherry juice in there. It's muting a lot of the other nice flavors that that we assume were there based on the smell. So, sorry, Victory. But, I mean, they're on to something, I think, with this. Because this is like a special release. And if they go back to this recipe and just kind of tweak things and bring that cherry juice down considerably, they could have a really nice beer there. So mine's going to be very similar to yours with the Retribution number one, Julius number two, but then I'm going to do the Black Forest Cake Stout. And then the... Please justify this. Yuppie. Guppy. Guppy. Passion fruit. I just don't... I just... I... Both of them I don't really care for all that much. I could drink the stout more and enjoy it. I That guppy, I just... I'm pouring more of the guppy for myself. Well, this could be very fortunate for us drinking after the podcast. Go for it. You can just have the rest of the Black Horse Cake Stout and I'll have the Passion Fruit Guppy. I don't know if I'm going to drink more of the stout. I'll finish this guppy. Here, okay. quickly try that. After having had the treehouse, try the guppy now. It's, it's a little less tangy. I feel yeah, like. I still just don't like it. The the passion I mean, it's fruit okay. now it's is okay. more subdued. It's okay. I just Yeah, no it is. Passion fruit seems more subdued now is what yeah. I'm getting at. It's not as tangy. It's, it it makes it better, but still. It's just decent. Yeah. All right, okay. this is a good episode. Um See, I always have beers like many beers that could make this 
episode, which is why it's good that we're going to continue to do these ones, because I, I, I'm always going to have one that's kind of like a big name, you know, like, I'm going to try and always have like a big name, like Tree Treehouse was the big name this time, and um, I already have one in mind for next time. I almost put it also in this episode with the Treehouse. But I was like, nah, I really want to get this passion fruit guppy in because of the age of it. But anyway, thanks for being on, Rebecca. Was it fun? Good. You're gonna you're gonna be really like sipping on that uh, espresso bourbon retribution with like stars in your eyes, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah. So good. Especially because it just got cold today when we're recording. I know, like really cold. Like it had been in like the fifties, sixties, and then it was in the high twenties today. Like overnight, just like that. So that beer is perfect for this. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening. Thanks again, Rebecca, for doing it. And until next time, keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. 